What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. If you missed any part of the morning show with Johnny and Ken, well, this is where you can catch yourself up. Or if you just want to relive all of those award-winning moments, you can do that with this wonderful podcast. And it's made possible by our friends at Lake Michigan College. Connect to your future. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Good to have you back. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. You, you were a Wisconsin traveler. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. is when you go on a road trip, yeah. road trips are fun. Yeah. But work road trips, they're they're a different bear. <laughs> they could either go really well yeah. or they could go really horribly. Right. This one went well. And you spent a lot of time inside, right? You didn't get to yeah. explore. So it was a lot of like, hey, you're in this beautiful town and this beautiful place yeah. in Wisconsin Dells. How about you sit in this conference room for a little while? I mean, it was... Was it? It was worth it to uh, to get all the oh, soak in all the knowledge and all that stuff. But and the people and the people. I mean, it is part of the Midwest family, mm-hmm. and a ton of folks from the Midwest family were there, so we got to see each other. Typically, when you or I are are in a room, we might be one of the only people who talk on the radio for a living. Sure. Um, but there, it's like half the room talks on the radio oh, for yeah. a living. <laughs> so you don't like, even get a word in edgewise. No, you can't get yeah. a word in edgewise. Yeah. You're so. just like, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to stand in the corner over here and sip on my coffee. But it was a lot of fun. But it, but it was funny because we, we went such a long way to get together with people, which was very, very sure. important. But we're inside the building. I, it, I At one point, I reached out to Stephanie. I said, I don't think I've been outside in 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I need to go outside. I'm going to go outside right now. You go from right one now. room to the next room. And, and there's like, tunnels and everything. Yeah, we're going to, you guys go back to your rooms and then we're going to meet back here in a half an hour. So yeah. you got no time to uh, to explore. Yeah. Uh, but you get, did get some cheese? Got some cheese. Um, and, and good conversation though in the, in the, in the rooms and exciting future overall for Midwest family. So oh. that, that was really interesting. And I, I mentioned to this, you to this i mentioned this to you yes forgot how to talk on the radio um <laughs> you've mentioned- had a couple of days <laughs> had a couple of days we had a great speaker from quick trip which is not around here yeah but it's around wisconsin and it's legendary uh, yeah i wouldn't even call them gas stations no. because that's an understatement yeah. i wouldn't even call it a convenience store because yeah. that's also an understatement I would call it an oasis. Yeah, an oasis. Very good. Yeah, yeah. because it's it's a it's got your little grocery type store. Yep. It's got some of your convenient foods. A lot of them are made by mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. Um, and the and the service apparently is pretty good. But John McHugh, who is the external uh, the president vice president of external affairs, spoke to our group, and I kid you not. At least three different times during his speech, I was in tears. Everyone was in tears. That whole room, he told such heart-wrenching stories oh, wow. about what their culture is there at Quick Trip. So I think we should start a campaign to get them here. You know, I've been, ever since I've experienced <laughs> that, uh, I've wanted that. Yeah. And they they have them in, I think, as far as Illinois. Yeah. But it's like just the northern part uh-huh. of Illinois. And... Did you know <laughs> that Quick Trip in, I think it's Iowa, mm-hmm. 
uh, you can't call them quick trips. That's right. You, they, you have to, they call have to them be quick a quick star, star because quick star. there's another quick trip because it's K W I K for right. their their company. There's another quick trip that's Q I Q U I C K. Yeah, and, and they have a gentleman's agreement that wherever whoever gets to a place first mm-hmm. gets the name Quick Trip, uh, and otherwise the alternative is Quick Star. Oh wow! Yeah, so they don't have, they don't have no too Nothing much of a turf war or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, they apparently work together. Two guys showing up with a <laughs> shovel and they're like, uh, "Who's going to get to it first? No, it's a great place. I mean, yeah. yeah, I would campaign. I don't know how it would work, who we need to talk to. I feel like some of our Wisconsin yeah. brethren could yeah. could negotiate and uh, lobby to make that happen. But I think I think Michigan, we need to just put start putting signs yeah. out on the road, just like Michigan needs Quick Trip. Yeah, just like you know the the jokers on Facebook when they talk about Dave and, Dave and Buster's. Right. Let's, make, let's change that. Or they're like, we need an Olive Garden. To Quick Trip. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's change that. Got some cheese. Uh, let's see. I got three kinds of cheeses. I got, uh, uh, what did I get? Gruyere. Oh, nice. Got some Wisconsin blue. Oh. Blue cheese. And then I got a smoked cheese, oh. but it's a smoked Parmesan. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be good. And I got to sample everything for free, so I was happy about of that. Of course. Yeah, so that was good. <laughs> hmm, I've never had that before. What is that? <laughs> cheddar? I've never, I've never had this before. Well, we were trying to get people to go up and ask for Velveeta, but uh, they, they didn't take the bait. Oh, darn. Yeah. Oh, and there was there's somebody else was at the at one of the coolers mm-hmm. and said, uh, uh, at, was asking the person behind the counter, hey, are these curds fresh? <laughs> the lady said, well, blah, 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 blah. Thursday. Oh. oh. And he yells back to his wife, these curds aren't fresh. We have to go somewhere else. <laughs> So, well, you know when a, when a cheese curd's good is when it's squeaky. When it's squeaky. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. Now I'm hungry. Now I want cheese. <laughs> we started early. We should have had a, We should have brought in a charcuterie board for uh, the show. Why can't we make that happen? A cheese board. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that the uh, the parking lot got taken over. Oh, yeah. The parking lot got taken over. So we're in the middle of, of, you know, heads down meetings, blah, 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 teamwork and all that. And... Somebody comes through and starts asking, hey, um, if your car is in this area of the parking lot, it's got to move. Well, I didn't have a car, so I didn't care. But um, later on, I wanted to see why all of a sudden all the cars had to move. And I saw all this road work equipment come out. So they're redoing the parking lot. Well, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Because they shut down the water park. This is yeah. the slow season. You know, fewer people are there. Um, and and sure enough, they had staged all kinds of road equipment. Mm-hmm. And then they started bringing in tents. And then, oh. then they started bringing in tables. And then they brought in tchotchkes and giveaways and that kind of stuff. They were having a, an outdoor exhibit. It was an indoor too. Outdoor exhibit for road equipment. I never knew they had such fairs, expos. Oh yeah, man. for road equipment. Oh yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, my brother works for a company that sells a lot oh, of that stuff, man. and yeah, they they go big. I mean, I had never seen so much road equipment in one place that was so shiny. Right, and they weren't doing anything. <laughs> they yeah. weren't doing anything. There wasn't the smell of hot asphalt or anything like that. It was nice. It's a different, uh, yeah, different experience for sure. That's. Uh, but I did look for the electric one. I, I uh, they wouldn't let me close enough no, to no. turn anything on. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know if I'll have to ask my brother if they had anybody yeah. in for their company over there but yeah it's a it's a different place man and because that that uh place the reason they were probably doing that because isn't that a convention center it where is. was that yeah they, so yeah they have all kinds huge, of different shows huge convention center ballroom 
food. Cool. Yeah, water parks. Food was they you didn't have to pay for the food, right? No, no, oh, didn't no. have to pay for. It got little vouchers. I had to. I may, I may have to pay for the food eventually because oh, no. they only gave me one voucher for breakfast. Yeah, and there were two breakfasts I had to have. Oh no, two different mornings. And so I went up to the ladies the second morning and I said, "Hey, I have a problem." I don't have a voucher for this morning's breakfast. And they gave me the third degree. Finally, I had to give them a business card oh, and put no. my room number on it. Oh, no. You're going to so, get a bill, man. Well, somebody might. Oh, jeez. I'm just like, just give me the silverware. Just put it on the I, account. I, I'm just going to the omelet station. Come on. <laughs> yeah, That's what you got to do. There's like, yeah, there's all these places that I go to that, that some people that yeah. work here, they're like, oh, yeah, there's there's a code. There's, yeah. We put it on a bill. It's like, oh, okay. Good to know. Uh, no, that's great. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you, you learned a lot. You had a chance to see a lot of people. Anybody ask where I was? Uh, well, that's what I was just going to ask. Did anyone ask where I was? No. Ah, dang it. No. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's all right. That's yeah, all right. You held it down just fine. Just fine. Yeah. We got uh, a lot of other things. Speaking of taking over a parking lot. Yeah. I'm not sure it's going to be a parking lot, but Donald Trump going to be in, uh, in Detroit. That's right. What's going on with that? So the former president, you know, he skipped the first Republican yeah, debate, debate. Yeah. And apparently he's going to skip the second one. It's set for a week from today, September 27, out in California. Mm-hmm. He's skipping that in favor of coming to Michigan. So former President Donald Trump will travel here to Michigan next week to meet with striking auto workers instead of being a participant in the second Republican debate. Uh, Trump, who also skipped the first debate, signaled that he's already focused on running against Joe Biden, so doesn't need to show up for the debates. Uh, He's got a wide lead still against his GOP rivals, and he's been leaning hard in recent days into the strike, painting himself as sympathetic to workers and accusing President Biden of trying to destroy the car industry by expanding electric cars and other green energy policies. Now, the New York Times is the first one who leaked details of the trip. They said it'll also include a primetime speech. Um, and so far, it looks like the auto unions mm-hmm. are saying this is going to be a disaster. Sean Fain, the UAW president, who had previously said that a second Trump presidency would be a disaster, uh, is arguing against Trump's efforts. He says every fiber of our union is being poured into fighting the billionaire class and an economy that enriches people like Donald Trump at the expense of workers. Yeah, so it sounds like that could backfire, his whole showing I, up there. I, you know, I, I can't imagine that uh, he's just going to show up unannounced somewhere. This is going to have to be carefully planned. Right. Because when you go to auto workers anywhere, mm-hmm. pretty much in the United States, it can be a hostile situation. Sure. Especially if they're on strike. Right. So, and like he said, but other that's what they're fighting against is billionaire <laughs> owners of things. Right. So, but I mean, he's a negotiator too. So, I mean, I wonder if he if he gets them to be on his side, and if he gets uh, I mean an endorsement from the United Auto Workers. Oh boy! Uh, during this whole thing, could be big. That would so, be something. Uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see what ends up happening with that. So, what day is he coming? Twenty uh, seventh. All right. Yeah. Week from today. Calendar. Uh, we were just talking about this, uh, Elon Musk, uh, <laughs> one of the richest men in the world. Yes. Uh, has lots of different companies and business dealings between, um, X.com. Uh, that's one of his newest ones, but of course, Tesla, SpaceX, the boring, all these other the things. Company. Love the boring company. Oh yeah. The boring company. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But uh, now the Department of Justice says, hey, could you come in for a meeting? <laughs> you never want that to No, happen. you don't want that phone call or that letter. Yeah, DOJ on the, on the caller ID. Hey, can we have a cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah just want to no. chat. Yeah. The, what are uh, they chatting about? <laughs> the feds want to know whether Tesla properly disclosed any perks Elon Musk might have received. Oh. Now, Tesla in the past has said it doesn't provide perks or any personal benefits to top executives. Um, but the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York has also sought information about transactions between Tesla and other entities, including Elon Musk, to find out did they, in fact, give him a lot of perks, including helping him build a house. Mm. That was not disclosed to the SEC. Now, things like that, compensation for your executives, yeah. you have to disclose it in order for your shareholders or anyone else mm -hmm. to know exactly what's happening. The investigations into the house, which is actually a glass house, uh, began internally after employees were concerned about how millions of dollars of large format glass panels that Tesla ordered would be used. So apparently a lot mm. of stuff is showing up on the on the procurement pages of you know, a lot of glass for this uh, yeah. residential size glass, uh, marble mm. countertops, uh, floors, you know, a bat cave, that kind of stuff shows up on the on the mm -hmm. expense sheets. Employees were like, well, what is this? Is this, Are we using this to build cars? Tesla is not the only company to be questioned by the SEC and the DOJ regarding executive perks. Uh, SEC regulations, again, require that public companies disclose these perks and other personal benefits if the total value is 10000 or more. Uh, those who are apparently in the know at Tesla say, yeah, Elon got a lot of stuff that's worth a lot more than $10,000. Yeah. So that's a Project 42 house is what right. it's called. They were calling it mm. kind of a secret thing. It wasn't, it wasn't even disclosed as a house. Okay. It was yeah. just like, here's all this glass for this project. Project 42, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little sketchy. Well, and, and especially if you think about it, is this coincidental timing that this information that is being shared by employees, by the DOJ, mm -hmm. at a time when the big three auto workers are on strike? Right. You know, and, and Tesla does not have unionized labor. Okay. Yeah, I was asking about that because... Um you know, he's of course has a big car company that continues to grow, and I was like, "Does he have auto work? United Auto Workers Union people no. doing that?" No. All right, so he's got his own private people. Got his own. Wow. Non-unionized labor. So is this uh, is this glass that he had? Is it stronger than the glass that he put on the cyber truck that he threw a rock at and oh, it broke? That was such a cringe moment. Oh, it's so it's indestructible. I can even throw this rock. Um. <laughs> He must have misplaced that glass. Yeah. Different glass. Yeah, different glass. Wow. Different All right. glass. So, anyway. So, he's, uh, why would you build a glass house? Well, you get better views that way. Yeah, I guess. Now the DOJ is throwing stones at his glass but, house. But the curtains for that house must be amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I bet it's that type of glass. And I think there's some companies even nearby here yeah. that make it. It's that special glass that will, uh, will you have like hit a button and it's got the oh, gas inside of it I so that it that. could fog up. Yeah. That's cool. That is really cool. If you got something like that in your house, you know <laughs> you've got some money because that's pretty awesome. I like it when they use those for the for the restrooms. Yeah, you just you can go in and just hit the button and the the glass fogs up. But I always wonder what happens if there's a power outage. 
Right. What do you do then? Or what happens if you you think on the other side? You're like, oh yeah, it totally it totally worked, <laughs> and then everybody can see right inside. I I'd be skeptical about going into yeah. one of those, yeah, or the yeah. two way glass or something. Yeah, for sure. Huh. All right. Well, um, hopefully, uh, what else is all Elon worked doing? out? Yeah. Oh, another thing Elon's doing. Yeah, uh, I just saw this come across. Uh, we were talking about how we're streaming live on X.com, but we may soon not be able to. Oh, no. Because apparently he and uh, the folks over at X or formerly Twitter yeah. have been uh, thinking about the idea of creating a paywall, some sort of uh, monthly subscription for, uh, for the people to, uh, to be on the platform. To, to tweet or to watch to anything, or just be a internet. part of it. So if you so huh. think about you know some of the uh, the news outlets and they're like, oh well, you can't read that article or be a part of this thing without paying a few dollars. Huh. Um, so he said he's looking at ad revenue that was down. He blamed the uh, the ad challenges on a lot of the things going on in the world, and he just said, all right. Let's add a subscription. He said he'd make it much more difficult for the uh, the bots to create accounts because each bot would need to register a new credit card. That's oh. one of the biggest things when he was buying that company yeah. initially because he was like, oh, you told me you have X million users and right. really you don't because half of them are just robot generated bots. things. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it on, on, on its face, on mm -hmm. the surface, you think, okay, this is going to kill the platform because who's going to pay when you have all these other options out there but if the content is valuable enough yeah then it might be it might be worth it i mean you think about the time wasted or invested mm -hmm. depending on how you look at it in reels or tiktok when people are just swiping continuously from seven second video to seven second video yeah i mean they just spend all that time on there what if there was a subscription to that it makes a lot of sense because if you look at how a lot of these social medias that are free, right. uh, the free ones, what ends up taking up most of the content that you see mm -hmm. are ads. Yeah. So if you actually had pay a little bit of money, because I mean, you look at that with your streaming services, yeah. you're like, oh, well, do you want an ad supported one or do you want to pay a little bit more get ad free. to get ad free? Yeah. A lot of people do that. It's the same sort of thing with social media. Mm. We've got so many social medias out there. I think it does kind of make sense that mm. to create this sort of niche kind of prescription or subscription based thing, I think people will stay on yeah. and that means they get hopefully the content though is there. Yeah, that's that's the key. The pre if, the, if I'm going to pay a premium price, I'm already getting some premium content. <laughs> yeah, because I already get pretty good content through yeah. all the other social medias that are en entertaining and informative. So they better uh, come up with something good. In uh, are you on Instagram a bit? I am on the grams. Do you? It seems to me there aren't a lot of. At least in my feed, there yeah. aren't a lot of celebrity videos. Are there celebrity videos? Like ads? Yeah. I see a few of those. Yeah. I mean, beyond the celebrities that I follow, yeah. I don't see as much of the uh, just ads popping up with I, celebrities. I wonder if that's a way to, to turn around and monetize it. I'll, although I don't know that Elon can Elon can attract many Yeah. Because most of them have jumped away yeah, from, from that. So yeah. we'll see. I mean... 
Was he just out to destroy X? <laughs> he's just out to destroy Twitter. I think he's. I, don't, I think he's looking to reshape the company as a whole. Oh, yeah, well, he's reshaping it. Yeah, all right. for sure. And I think. <laughs> it, you know, I think honestly, probably the only way to save it because he he was probably looking at it and say, okay, this this is destined for disaster. Why don't I just mess it up a little bit and see what I can do? Um, I don't know. He hasn't really had a lot of success turning companies around. No. He's had a lot of great uh, success starting companies. PayPal. PayPal. Yeah. And, you know, Tesla. the ones he has right now, yeah. pretty successful. But, I, you know, this is his first sort of venture of taking something someone else created and revamping it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I. I don't know if it's going well so far, but I, I don't see the books, so I couldn't tell you. But there you go. Yeah. So Elon Musk uh, in hot water in just about every direction right yep. now. I saw somebody uh, actually commented on one of our videos because I asked yesterday. Yeah. Now, where are you people watching this from? Oh. And I'm not saying like, you know, tell me what room in the house you are <laughs> like, Hey, yeah, I have this swallow them on in the shower or oh, the bathroom dear. or uh, when I'm in the kitchen making breakfast. Right. No, I want to just know like where location wise around the world. And somebody said they were watching from Sweden. Oh. Now I don't know if that was like a robot or was their something. last name Lundberg. <laughs> you have some, you have some, uh, oh, some Swedes over there, right? Yeah. yeah it's Lundberg. That's, yeah. that's Swedish. That's the heritage. Huh? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, if uh, you're watching this right now, I'd love to know where you're watching it from, whether you be in uh, Southwest Michigan or around the world. Uh, because that's, I mean, that's why we're doing the live stream, because yeah. it's a little bit of you know getting out there, but also giving everyone that's in Southwest Michigan the behind-the-scenes look of what happens, uh, how, you know, kind of the peek under the hood. You want to, mm. you know, see how everything works and right. kick the tires a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you can check that out. But also get some... Um, what, as we were talking about earlier with Elon Musk, you get some premium content <laughs> for free. That's right. By us we're not uh, charging. being on there. Get what uh, you pay for. Some things going on in the news this morning we want to talk about is um, the, the guys that uh, attempted to kidnap the governor. Uh, yes. They were uh, recently on trial and... Uh, the attorney general has some things to say about the whole thing. There have been a number of trials, and yeah. pretty much without exception, up until recently, they were convicted and put away for their period of time. Sure. Michigan's attorney general is suggesting that conservative politics played a role in the recent acquittal of three men in the final trial related to the plan to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Like Whitmer, Dana Nessel is a Democrat by party. She told a what's called a liberal group, according to the Associated Press, on Monday that the trial was held in a very right-leaning county and that that had an impact on the verdict. Mm. William Null, twin brother Michael Null, and Eric Molitor were found not guilty of providing material support for the scheme's leaders last week. They were the last of 14 men to face charges in state or federal courts. Nessel says the verdicts last week were terrifying. A former federal prosecutor, Matthew Schneider, says the remarks were inappropriate and that it's not helpful to trash the American jury system. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Attorney General for Michigan getting out there on that one. Yeah. Apparently, that was a, there was a video of her remarks to that group that wasn't supposed to get out, but it did. Oh. And that's where the remarks were found. See, why don't people realize that anything <laughs> you say yeah. 
you know, like to, they, when you get arrested, anything yeah. you say can and will be used against you, like that. That means everything, <laughs> not just like once you get the handcuffs put on you. Yeah. It's like no, anytime you're doing anything, yeah, somebody's going to say stuff. So I mean, and sometimes not even just in a court of law. It could be the court of public opinion, it, which yeah, it is here. Exactly, yeah. it could be you know conversation between two people. There's yeah. you know I, when people <laughs> say got the cameras on. Uh, this is off the record, and it's like unless you have a signed written uh, no, agreement. No, no, no. That says that's it's off the record. <laughs> I mean, if something's juicy, you're gonna and you get something off the record. It's it's one of those where it's like. Yeah, I can't really make that off the record all the time. That might that might be your standard. Yeah. My standard is there are three degrees. One is on the record. Yeah. One is background information, which essentially means sure. tell me what you're going to tell me and I will use it, but I, I will use it as context for helping to shape my story, helping yeah. to write the story. And if I want it attributable to you, I will ask you. And then thirdly is the off the record, which that is a foundation of journalist trust. Sure. And if you are a journalist, um, as I am, uh, and you say it's off the record, it's off the record. And if you bring it back on, you burn a source, you get out, yeah. then you're no longer in the biz. Mm. So I think it I think it depends on yeah. which, which journalist yeah. it is. Yeah. But there's also a reason why people tell you stuff off the record. That's right. because they eventually want it to come on the record, but nowhere near from them. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's how I am. I mean, <laughs> as I am a, also a fine award-winning journalist, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that's like, if you wanted this to be off the record, why'd you even bring it up? <laughs> like you're, It's like, hey, can you keep a secret? And it's like, well... Yeah, but it depends on how juicy that secret is, and if it's oh uh, if I could, you know, end up getting in trouble for keeping that secret, because uh, that's what I'm always worried about. It's like you're going to tell me this, and you can trust me, but it depends on what you're going to tell me. If you're telling me some really juicy stuff, that then me having that knowledge of said thing could uh, then hurt me. Uh, I would just say. So you're kind of like a doctor lawyer type deal. Yeah, like. Yeah, this is off the record, and I usually preface it with like, okay, uh, how juicy is this? And they're like, oh, it's pretty juicy. And I'll be like, then I don't want to know. Just just, just leave it out there. Just don't tell me at all, because I don't want to know that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because if but I, in this case, there was no on the record, off the yeah, record. It exactly. was just, hey, I'm in front of this group. I don't know if this one was a fundraiser or something like that, but it was a group of like-minded, sure. politically like-minded people. And she made the comments. Somebody had a videotape mm -hmm. rolling, mm -hmm. got out. Ah, uh, darn. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening with all that. Because the governor was upset about the whole decision as well. I think a lot of people were. Yeah. yeah. So uh, other things going on in the news. Uh, I ran across this. Uh, you know, when you were growing up, most parents, you, you had a minivan, especially if you had a lot of kids. <laughs> um, I grew up with four brothers yeah so we had we had a big old minivan like a bus it wasn't a bus it was <laughs> a, a, you know, i don't know how we drove that thing all the way down to florida to go to disney world and universal studios oh boy i don't know how we did that comfortably we <laughs> we had enough seats and enough seat belts for everybody right. but that was about it how we fit all the suitcases and all that <laughs> my dad must have been really good at tetris oh boy but over the years um People have questioned the the safety of a minivan. Uh, they're very popular mm -hmm. to fit all the kids in there. But new research found 
they're not doing a very good job at protecting the people in your back seat. Mm. Here's the thing. When you sit in a minivan, half the time, let's be honest, do you wear the seatbelt? You should. I mean, you should. Do kids not? Probably not. Well, oh, I mean, dear. if they're in the car seat and all that stuff, yeah, they're oh. going to do that. But I know as an adult, when yeah. I sit and if somebody's got a minivan... And You're not wearing a seatbelt? No. What? No. Oh, come not on. Not a minivan. You got to wear a seatbelt. All right. For your own safety. I have a lot of safety questions about minivans when you're Okay. Ready. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety tested four types of minivans by crashing them into walls. Now, the driver was fine, but the little ones, not so much. They mm-hmm. say that the risk of fatal injury for them is 46% higher. Huh. I, I just I'm trying to envision the test that they have for that. Are they just putting a a test van on a centrifuge arm and just like swinging it around into a wall? How do they do that? I mean, they probably just do all their basic crash test stuff Jeez. that they do, and they realize, hey, yeah, uh, that that test. From- we're we're focusing so much on that front right front end of the vehicle. Yeah, maybe there's some side maybe curtains and all that stuff. Like yeah. That. Mm. Um, I don't trust airbags sometimes, man. I don't trust minivans. Yeah. My dad always said, we're never getting a minivan and don't, don't drive around minivans because typically they have four or five kids in them. Mm -hmm. And so the driver might be a little distracted. Right. So you don't want to be like right next to them or, you know, not paying attention Mm -hmm. when you're around a minivan because the driver of that minivan may be more times than I has a distraction coming their way. Right. Maybe someone's throwing a toy at their head or something. Yeah, absolutely. So, but you got to wear your seatbelt. Oh, I mean, everywhere. If I, everywhere. If I'm, if I'm road tripping, <laughs> I'm not always going to wear the seatbelt because, you know, it's, it may not be comfortable in the back oh, seat. If I'm way in the back. Shaking my head. Yeah. If you're, so, on, if you're on Facebook, you'd see me shaking my yeah. head at Johnny right now. Well, for road tripping, there's a good chance I'm probably not going to wear it. They don't have the warnings usually. When they the thing when the dash goes off, usually it's just a regular sedan. They don't have the safety belt indicators on all the seatbelt places. So yeah, I mean, if I don't have to wear a seatbelt on a school bus, but well, uh, yeah, a school bus because it's it's so big. Sure. And I mean, you have a lot of room to fly before you hit something. <laughs> yeah, but in the minivan, I got all the toys and all the other the things yeah. that I could, all the plush toys and the pillows and blankets and all that. I'll be fine. So what are they thinking? Are they thinking go back to the standard size van? Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. They're, they're probably going to start making some changes with uh, how those vehicles are. Yeah, with the airbag curtains, I'm I'm with you. Sometimes if they come down on top of you or they pop you in the face, right. you're getting a broken nose. Yeah. I mean, that, the front, like, I've I've never been in a front head-on collision where an airbag has wood. gone off, knock yeah. on wood. But, uh, yeah, you get you sustain more injuries yeah. from that than you do from the actual car accident. I yeah. mean, of course, you could have a fatal accident if you don't have an airbag. Or seatbelt. Or seatbelt. Yeah. Um, but, but I think part of the part of the the facial injuries from the airbag are mm-hmm. due to people driving with the ten and two versus the nine and three, right? Because when I learned driving, it was, it was 10, ten and two. two. Now yeah. it's nine and three, so that you don't get the fist pop in the mm-hmm. face if your airbag deploys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna the the. But the IIHS did launch the updated uh, moderate overlap front test last year after research showed that in uh, newer vehicles, the risk of fatal injury now higher uh, for belted occupants in the second row than those in the front. Hmm. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what they're going to do, how they're going to make changes with some of this stuff. 
Uh, but we'll wait and see for those people that are minivan owners and you're listening to this fine award-winning program. <laughs> I don't know. You may need to change uh, change the vehicle up or they'll look at uh, new ways of design. Mm. They're making minivans cooler, I've noticed. Prove they, it. They look they look cooler on the inside. Like oh, on the when inside. When they do like the the commercials for like the I think it's like the Chrysler Pacifica is like I mean, I don't have kids, but I would like more room in my vehicle. Yeah. That's pretty cool. A lot of luxury type stuff in there. Like TVs and just about everywhere you look. I was riding yesterday back from Wisconsin and the cup holders were premium in the vehicle. There oh, were no yeah. cup holders no to cup be holders. found. There's like one for the driver, and then the driver's phone was in what the other is one. This? Really? Yeah. And so I had to hold my coffee the whole time. And uh, and Lorraine, she said, "Well, yeah. I mean, I used to have a minivan, and it had literally seventeen Seven, cup, yeah. oh, cup yeah. holders in the front. Probably had twice as many in the back. I did see one uh, van." And this is why I'm talking luxury and perfect for families. <laughs> I saw one that had a built-in vacuum cleaner. Oh, that makes sense. I Genius. like that. I like that. Genius idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they added a steam option to it, that'd be better. Right. Or just, you know, they need to make, they made some cars like this before where you could just open up the doors and just hose the thing off. <laughs> it was more for like people that go outdoors yeah. and, you know, hiking and all that. You're bringing in all this dirt. You just open up the doors, hose it off. They need to do that with minivans. They should make them linoleum. Everything yeah. linoleum. Or or AstroTurf. Right. That'd be AstroTurf fun. or just <laughs> just uh, rhino line the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. That's what they that's, need to do. That's the solution there. Yeah. We're, hey, auto workers are out of work right now. So yeah. what we're going to do is uh, we're just going to come up with all the design ideas and yeah. people can go, go with that. We were... Uh, just throwing up, uh, so like in football when they, I don't know if, when you watch sports ball, I know you don't watch a lot of it, but they'll throw up like uh, hand signals yes. and things like that. Yes. I was throwing up some of those to figure out exactly the order of things that we wanted to talk about this morning because there's so many things and uh, you know, this, this show, the way it goes, it, it adapts throughout the morning because yes. we'll see stuff on the news. We'll see things going on. We'll have conversation and it's like, Wait, this is something that we need to talk, we yes. need to dive deeper about. Uh, just saw see, this. See, I was just going to say it because the secret sauce here is you take this information, you take it to the water cooler, all of a sudden you look like the most knowledgeable person. Absolutely. So this is what we're doing for you. This is our public service. We cover the whole gamut of, uh, of topics. <laughs> uh, we were, this came across the screen while watching the news just a moment ago, and that is uh, somebody... It died? Oh, this is not good, yeah. Um, this came out of Massachusetts Associated Press reporting a man who died at a New England Patriots home game last weekend was punched at least twice in the head oh my during a fight in the stands with a rival team fan. A witness wow. said on Tuesday, police and safety personnel responded to the upper deck at Gillette Stadium shortly before 11 uh, p.m. Sunday and found 53-year-old Dale Mooney of Newmarket, New Hampshire, in apparent need of medical attention. According to the Norfolk County District Attorney's Office, uh, Mooney was taken to a hospital where he was later pronounced dead. Wow. The Massachusetts State Police are investigating what the district uh, attorney termed an incident, not an accident, an incident at the stadium. A witness uh, shot video uh, of what they oh are gosh. calling a brutal fight. That's crazy. Yeah. That's not something you ever expect when you go to a football game is that, well, there's a good chance, your chances of dying. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. The results of the autopsy are expected later on this week.
Oh my gosh. Uh, not no sure if you ended up, you didn't have a chance to really watch too much uh, of the sports ball to uh, <laughs> to see all well, the stuff that no, was going on. No, because we got there Saturday evening, afternoon, mm-hmm. evening, and then Sunday uh, meetings. Yeah. Meetings all day. There were a bunch of people wearing Packers jerseys. but And did you, you didn't even a chance to watch Monday Night Football either? Uh, I seem to remember that it was on. <laughs> Somewhere. They, someone on was yelling TV. at the television, yeah. and I don't know why. And then I noticed some people wearing similar uniforms that I thought, yeah. hmm, that might be sports ball. They were ball. throwing a ball back and forth. Uh, I was watching Monday Night Football, and uh, you know it's the teams that I'm like, all right, I, I really have no vested interest in any of these teams, but it's always fun to watch uh, any type of football. The Steelers and the Browns, it was a pretty good game until the craziest thing happened. Mm. Uh, you see people get injured a lot yeah. in in sports, but this one was so gruesome. That uh, they did not want oh. to show the replay oh. of the injury. Oh, what happened? Uh, so Nick Chubb, who's one of the uh, the best running backs in the league, uh, has had knee injuries in the past, oh. but he got hit and his knee went a direction that your knee should never oh. even consider going. Oh. And as soon as it happened... Yeah. Uh, all the commentators, they said, oh, we just watched the replay. We're not even going to show that to you because it was, you know, when they say that, it's that bad because there's been other injuries in the past for other athletes that they're just like, oh yeah, let's watch that. uh, Let's watch that video. Let's check it out from a different angle. They said, no, this one was so bad. They were like, nah, just watching or seeing a couple still images of it and seeing uh, the video, even just in real time. Mm. Was like immediate, immediately had just chills running through my body because that makes it was, my stomach turn. Yeah, my, oh. my knees are hurting. Ah. Yeah, it, it it extended a way that it should not have. Well, what kind of field were they playing on? They were on a grass field, so it was natural grass. It was natural grass. Okay, uh, and that was another thing that because a lot of people have been saying mm-hmm. we need to be switching from turf to natural grass so this that had no bearing on this no one. i think it was just literally the <sighs> way the way the player hit his leg <laughs> ouch because he tried to tackle him and he was tackling low yeah. but it was fine it wasn't illegal or anything like that but just right hit it right there and that thing bent away that it, it bent the other way basically mm. have they given any updates on uh he is out for the season ah <sighs> Uh, and he has injuries to, I believe, just about every tendon you can think of in there. It's like the MCL, the PCL. It's all pretty much all of those. Wish him all the best. Yeah. So hopefully he gets back. I, you know, because I knew he had previous injuries uh, in the past. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that leg, his left leg. So I was like, I don't think he's going to ever come back. Wow. Because there's some players that get hit. I mean, Joe Theismann comes to mind uh, yeah. that he got hit in the leg. He won't. He didn't play anymore. Mm. All right, he, didn't, he played a little bit, but he didn't. He never came back the same. So I don't, I'm not sure. I'd like to see him come back because he's a great player. But yeah. I, that might be a, that might be a, a career ender. We'll just have to wait and see hmm. uh, because I don't even know if he's gone. I assume he's had surgery already because uh, it happened on Monday. They're pretty quick with those athletes to get the surgery done. Yeah. So other things going on in the news. You see this. Um, 
it looks like with now, um, I've noticed this school year, lunch is free for, In Michigan, for, yeah. for kids across uh, the state of Michigan. And they're talking about the possibility of saying, hey, this seems to be working. Yep. What about the idea of just doing this all the time? <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Uh, and I'm sure this bill, I, I feel like it will pass. What do you think? Uh, well, free so, lunch for all kids. Yeah. So what we're talking about is in the in the budget for the twenty three twenty four school year, uh, the legislature, controlled by uh, Democrats, uh, passed a provision that said all one point four million public school children will receive nutritious free meals at school all year long. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred and sixty million dollar appropriation. Okay. Um so it's it's in there. The governor signed it and proclaimed it as uh, you know this is a big win uh, according to the governor for Michigan's public school children. Again again hundred and sixty million dollars. Um and great great idea. It's that's if expensive you the, if you have yeah. the money. Yeah. And and that's one of the things that the legislature did this year was they said, hey, we have a huge surplus. Sure. Let's meet a lot of our priorities. That surplus went way down. Yeah. And so they, they, they say perhaps they could do this. Um, and I, I think you're right. I think they could probably pass it. But again, you're thinking about $160 million. Is there any means testing? Should there be any means testing? Is that going to come at the expense of anything else that the, the state has deemed a priority? All unclear, but right. uh, I'm sure they'll they'll air it out. Yeah, and the 160 million dollars can they sustain that throughout that that many years, or figure out some sort of way for it to pay for itself, some sort of fund, um, that endowment fund, or some sort of thing that comes about it. But also, two is it, over the years, will it be a nutritious meal? Like, will they have to if they don't have the 160 million dollars, but they still want to make the lunch free? Will they say, okay, well, we're going to have to cut costs? where we can wherever it'll be nutritious but maybe not the best thing that kids are getting yeah yeah and, and really at the core of it they want the bill sponsor uh dane polhanke said uh that they want to eliminate the stigma and hunger yeah as and they say if they can do that that's a game changer for students absolutely because that you know i know when when you there's either free and reduced mm-hmm. lunch or any of those programs that's just another thing for kids to bully you about. Right. Uh, and bullying is at a, a very, uh, it's at its highest lately. Yeah. Um, so if there's one less thing that you can bully a kid about, I'm all for that. Plus, you know, hunger is a major issue across many communities. And if you can help out with the kids that are getting some meals at school, then that would be great. And it's currently at public schools. Right. And in consideration of this new bill that would make it permanent, uh, Brian Broderick, executive director of the Michigan Association of Non-Public Schools and uh, the Michigan Catholic Conference also urged lawmakers to consider adding private schools to the policy, mm. which you can imagine what the cost of that would do. Right. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah. We'll see what ends up happening with that. Uh, it's Senate Bill 500, I believe is what it is. Hmm. So you want to check that out, get some more research in. We'll, uh, we'll get that to you.